0: Hey everybody and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke
1: Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Uh doing fine. A little chilly. I'm uh we I'm recording from a uh outdoor shopping mall in Covington, Louisiana. I felt uh I felt so good about out recruiting LSU. I'm driving in that direction solely for the purpose of mocking them.
0: I think that's a very Interesting plan, right there. Um,
1: <laughs> just, just
0: FYI, they they are crazy and they will kick your ass. But you know, <laughs> hey, teach his own. Oh, I didn't say I was
1: going to mock them out loud. I'm just uh, I oh. drove in this direction and I will oh uh, uh, whisper uh, taunts at them from inside the vehicle, uh, and and just in at the general direction of the of of the university. And then I'll uh, turn around and head back to Alabama.
0: I dig what you're throwing down there. Um, so, uh, the one guy, I need to, uh, throw this out there. Mac at J Mac Benson tweeted at us. And first of all, Mac, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. He said, I just listened to the podcast talking about, uh, I guess today's podcast or yesterday. I'm, you know, recruiting week sort of gets us screwed up. He said, I just listened to the podcast. Dang. I was excited about this class. We signed, and now I'm scratching my head, wondering if we can even compete with this class. I enjoy the podcast, but really negative today. The hot take on basketball at the end was a thumbs down. Number one, I didn't think we were that negative. I just think we – and maybe he's referring to something you said about, okay, this is number two ranked class in the country, but in terms of Saban classes, it's probably, you know, Mm. not – I guess out of 12 or 13 years, it's not in the top – 10 probably. And, and I, that's not meant as a shot that's meant as Sabin going against his own, um his own
1: accomplishments. And you, you have to put it in perspective, like, like, look at right. like, like just pick, let's pick out like, who's the, the greatest basketball player of all time you want to pick out, you know, Michael Jordan. Okay. So, so Jordan's the best basketball player ever. Let's look at, let's look at all of Michael Jordan's seasons. Some, Seasons weren't quite as good as other seasons, and you're like, well, of the of the 13 years Michael Jordan played in the NBA, uh, this was like his eighth best season or his ninth best season. Yeah, it's still Michael Jordan. His his eighth or ninth best season was one of the great seasons in pro basketball history. So, just saying that this this isn't quite what other Saban classes are. It's it's not really a negative thing to say. I mean. It's, it's, it's one of the great recruiting classes in Alabama football history. It's the second best recruiting class in the entire country. Uh, we recruited great. There's no other way to put it. But, but for, for all sorts of reasons, uh, I don't think the class uh, measures up to the, the great saving classes. The 08, the 09, the 17, the 19, even last year, was better than, than this class. Uh, and last year's class was ranked number one by many services so uh i i didn't think it was, it was negative uh if if uh if Mac took it that way uh maybe i didn't communicate it well enough but uh but no i wasn't taking a shot at it. I was just kind of laying out for no and and it's kind of irrelevant isn't it the fact that it doesn't maybe measure up to uh to the o eight group or the o nine group uh it's it's sort of irrelevant we we don't play against. Alabama's 2008 football team or 2009 football team, so it's it's really irrelevant. Uh, I just thought it was interesting because I personally track that stuff as a way to track how well we're doing, and uh, and, and the way I track it, uh, I don't think it's quite now. Also, recruiting's not over. Let's see, uh, let's see who we finish with.
0: Yeah, if we get a McKinley Jackson like we talked about, or Darnell Washington, which it seems like. Darnell Washington has already signed. He's just keeping it secret, and he's probably going to go to Georgia. At least that's what the tea leaves say. Um, but, you know, and again, Mac, first of all, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you aren't taking this as a shot at you. We just want to respond to people who tweet at us, and we appreciate that too. Um, and we're not trying to be negative at all. I mean, again, trust us. Um, but the and, and while we could wax poetic, and, and the Jace McClellan thing is awesome, uh and I love getting him and I love him as a as a player. In fact, I love all three running backs. I love Royal D Roydale Williams out of Hueytown. I think he's he's great. I mean, I really like him a lot. I, I like Kyle Edwards a lot. If you watch his highlight, you're like, how in the hell is this guy only a borderline four star top end three star? I mean, he no fumbles all year long, got plenty of yards, first team all state. He he looks the part. Uh having said that, I do find it rather interesting. And I think if you wanted to pick nits here, you could say, "Hey, why are we taking three running backs in this class when right. I think we right. we need we need more receivers and we need more defensive linemen yeah. and definitely need more tight ends?" It just seemed. I mean, that's that's a legit
1: question. Yeah. However, I think had they known had they known they were going to get Jason McClellan for sure, they probably wouldn't have taken Kyle Edwards. That's my true. my feeling is they they probably just wanted to like two was the number, and then they got, you know, the in-state guy who who you definitely take. And then uh, at the time they took Kyle – this is, you know, obviously we don't get the memos, so I'm just guessing here. I think they took Kyle Edwards at the time they figured out they didn't want Zach Evans. Mm -hmm. I I think when they're like, you know, we don't want Zach Evans after all. We just don't want the guy. Uh, You heard Nick Saban say specifically we don't want issues in this class. We want high-character kids. And while Zach may turn out to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, Kalanis club citizen of the year down the road. uh, I think Zach famously was suspended for a few games this season. He got an altercation with his own assistant coach or something. I I don't know the whole story there, but I I think Alabama just kind of stopped recruiting Zach Evans. And when they did, they took Kyle Edwards at the time, not really knowing where they stood with Jace McClellan. And then, as things heated up with McClellan and got better and better and better to the point they could eventually flip him, uh, which they did, you know, basically close to signing day. Or uh, I I think, you know, you couldn't go back and say, Oh, Kyle, sorry. I mean, some programs might do that. I'm glad Alabama doesn't go back and say, well, we didn't know we were going to get McClellan, Kyle. uh, So sorry about that. You don't have an offer here after all. I'm glad we don't do that uh regularly i'm glad we don't because to me it's just unethical and and uh we expect the kids to have high character so i'm glad that we do uh in the process as well
0: yeah and and i guess the other side of that what i would respond with if i were trying to be more optimistic and again we're optimistic i'm just saying i'm playing devil's advocate Mm -hmm. both sides of the coin here uh and trying to throw out as many cliches as i possibly can at the same time um I would say, okay, of those three running backs, who would you drop, yeah. Mr. Luke? And I would say, you know what? I don't think I'd drop any of them. So, yeah, I kind of yeah. want to take them all. You know, that year that Alabama took four running backs, uh, who was it? it was it Derrick, Henry, Alty um, it was Alvin Kamara, and Kenyon Drake. I mean, <laughs> who do you drop? Well, I mean, Alty Tenpenny unfortunately passed away, but he was pretty dead gum good. Um, but in the moment, yeah. who would you drop? Oh, the other three are still kicking ass, and I mean kicking ass in the NFL. And Alti Tenpenny arguably would have been in the NFL. Actually, um, one, of was, have... uh, Tyron...
1: one of them was Tyron Jones. Oh, was it Tyron? All right, so was Derek Henry not in that group? It was. It was Henry, Hamara, Tenpenny, and Tyron Jones. I think Drake might have been in another group. Oh, was he? Okay. okay. Yeah, I think well, Drake then... was in another group. Um, but, but it okay. was those four. That's right. And you're right. Who do you drop? I mean, although Tyron Jones ended up kind of getting run off for character reasons and then Tenpenny transferred because he wasn't getting enough care in the Kamara leftover character issues as well. So you can kind of see where Nick's coming from when he's like, we need to pay more attention to, to, to that as best we could. You know, one thing that ended up uh, being really true, it's amazing. Of course, Derek Henry. That, that signing four running backs produced a Heisman trophy. So you take that every single time. Uh, I remember uh, a, a friend of mine had talked to, uh, to coach Burns back when he was a running backs coach about a week into that camp when all those freshmen showed up and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and asked coach Burns, you know, coming off the practice field um, of those four freshmen backs, who's the best. He said, Oh, Kamara, Kamara is going to be the best. And, uh, Man, in retrospect, that was an amazing thing for him to say because the NFL has, I I wouldn't necessarily say proven it right because Derek's having such a good season and a good career himself and won a Heisman Trophy, but uh, I think it was telling that uh, that Coach Burns recognized that right off the bat, that that, that Kamara was going to be really, really good. And he certainly ended up that way, although his college career was weird to say the least.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. Um, Okay, so now I want to get more – we'll talk all about these recruits a lot, but is there anything nationally that stood out to you? We we touched on it at the end of the podcast yesterday about USC really stinking it up, and I'm talking, man, their class is bad. And it's great for us, I guess, because we do play them first next year, and the way college football is set up now – you know, three to six guys as true freshmen are probably going to help you game one of their careers. And I don't know that USC signed anybody that can be an impact for next year's game in Dallas, Alabama against USC. So um, it, it's it's a name team that we're going to play, but they're not going to have the same talent because their class last year didn't really set the world on fire either. Obviously, that's one of them. Um, Arkansas's class wasn't great. I thought Florida was a bit of a loser yesterday. Uh, Donnell Harris pretty infamously trolled them by t- taking off one sweater jacket, having the Florida sweater jacket under that, and then taking that off and putting on an A&M hat. Um, you know, is there anybody, anything else that stood out to you? I thought Robbie Ashford going to Oregon yeah. was eye-opening, and I don't know if what? that's necessarily huge for them. I, I like Robbie Ashford, but he did stay hurt. Um, but, man, he goes from being an Old miscommit where I think that's about where he needed to be to an Oregon commit and a team that just won the Pac-12 that is, you know, was on the cusp of going to the college football playoffs. I mean, that's a big step up for him.
1: Yeah. One thing that's pretty interesting about him, you know, Robbie stuck with Ole Miss uh, with the way that they typically recruit. Uh, Robbie uh, might've had a path to the starting lineup fairly early in his career. One thing about him signing with, a bigger, better, batter program in, in Oregon Ducks, uh, he's going to probably face some real competition out there uh, from other uh, other good candidates. Uh, at the same time, interesting is Robbie Ashford uh, is famously a really good baseball player. I'm sure he wants to play both sports in college, and uh, Ole Miss has a fantastic baseball program. I mean, one of the best in the country. I'm not quite as familiar with Oregon Ducks baseball. Uh, as a matter of fact, from what little i know actually the powerhouse in that region is Oregon State uh who mm-hmm. right now has a fantastic baseball program so uh and, and not Oregon it's actually Oregon State that uh, that that's a preeminent baseball power so that's all uh, very interesting and we'll we'll see what happens uh, i i was obviously Lane Kiffin was just hired days ago um they had some decommit decommits in fact um Really interesting is a a kid local to me who's really good that we've talked about for a long time, Chris Abrams-Drain, who uh, helped quarterback Spanish forward to the state championship game. Uh, He has been committed to Ole Miss for quite some time. He did not sign with Ole Miss and is going to keep his options open for the late period. He's a name, Luke, that not nationally at all, but but in state and regionally could really catch fire here. I I, I think he might end up being one of the – late period gems for somebody and he may end up sticking with ole miss lane may may me talking men to to stand with ole miss but with uh, you know let's let's see what big programs ended up short a receiver hey let's even say this let's say uh you know alabama would like to sign one more receiver and, and obviously they would like it to be javon baker but Baker has grade issues. Mm-hmm. Alabama looks at Javon Baker's grades in January and just won't don't have the confidence that he'll actually qualify academically. Maybe he can't rule out Alabama taking another look at Drain to fill that last receiver spot. And and while he's not ideal, that's why he's not ranked super high. As you know, Luke, from uh from following you know, <laughs> football in the state. When you are a do-everything athlete quarterback that can get your team to the 6A state championship and you play quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and defense, and in your spare time, you're the four-year starting point guard for the basketball team, you're an athlete. You're an athlete, and while Chris Drain may not set uh, 40-yard dash records up there, I think he's probably a a 4'7 guy uh, in terms of linear speed uh he is athletic enough to make plays in this league uh i have no doubt he would be a guy that would go to old miss and uh and, and give us problems getting him covered he's just a, a real quick twitch guy he just doesn't have fantastic linear speed but he's really quick and he has great ball skills
0: i think he reminds me a little bit of a um of a kevin norwood or a seth yeah. williams um yeah let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and throw a live read out there, Jimmy, for Breaking Tea. If you're looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to breakingtea.com backslash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around passion moments from various teams. Great for all fans. Go to breakingtea.com backslash locked on, and then feel free to search the site for great t-shirts and fun sports gifts. And I actually pulled up uh their website it is really cool i mean it's they don't have a lot of college football stuff but they've got some uh if you're a major league baseball fan uh they've got some just some cool kind of funky fun retro looking shirts that are uh they're not they're not real expensive and they're just very cool to wear so i love all those retro t-shirts and um at least the feel of them those 70s type feel shirts and they've got a bunch of them um Okay, so we talked about Chris abrams Yeah, I think he'd be a, a a heck of an addition if it came down to it. Obviously, I think there's some other guys on our wish list that would be a, sure. a, a little bit higher. Um, sure. Who in the class that we got yesterday, I mean, take Bryce Young out of it. I mean, that's that's the one guy I think everybody believes can come in and assuming Tua tungleva leaves. I don't care that Mac Jones lit the world on fire against Auburn, that he may do it again against Michigan. I mean, I think Bryce Young would be the odds-on favorite to win the job uh, and Mm -hmm. and probably start against USC. I mean, I know you probably think differently, but I I really do believe Mm -hmm. Bryce Young is that kind of talented. Uh, Who else do you think could come in immediately and make an impact?
1: Immediate impact. Uh, Jace McClellan, Uh, I think, will have every opportunity to be a major part of the rotation along with Trey Sanders, brian robinson and keelan robinson i think jace mcclellan is a guy uh they could play easily uh we're so stacked let's see who comes back at wide receiver if rugs and Devonte smith return to to the program which which is possible and is rumored as something that could happen if rugs and and Devonte are back it's hard to imagine a freshman receiver playing but if rugs and Devonte uh both leave along with jerry judy then I think we would see uh, Theo Jones-Bell uh, in, in, the, in the rotation for sure at wide receiver. Uh, he would play quickly. Ronald Williams will, I think, Luke, go into the spring as a starter. I, I mean, in terms of, like, who's going to be the two cornerbacks and who's going to play star, I think Ronald Williams is, is basically the betting favorite going into the spring. Even though we return – A lot of young corners like Jalen Armour Davis, Scooby Carter, Marcus Banks, Brandon Turnage. And I think they're still high on really all those guys. But Ronald Williams, at his age and maturity level and uh, experience playing big time junior college football at one of the nation's best junior college programs, I think Ronald Williams is a guy that could easily be in the starting lineup against USC, maybe as a starting corner, along with Josh Job, which would allow Pat Sertan to play star, which I think they would really like. Uh, if if they could get Sertan at star, get him a little closer to the middle of the field where he can become more of a playmaker, I think they would love that. Uh, And I'll tell you what, uh, Luke, in in terms of our specialty dime packages, uh, where we play a lot of dime rabbits, that is ideal for these young pass rushers because it's an easier spot to learn. I would not be shocked to see a Drew Sanders, a Will Anderson, a Chris Braswell uh, someone like that play in the uh, in the dime rush packages just as a as extra rushers on on third and long so I, I think several of these kids could end up playing a role and you know what Luke it always seems to me every year more freshmen than we would guess end up playing and I know we just finished a season where half the defense is injured and gone and and and, and by the end we had a Boygby and Brian Byron Young and and Shane Lee and Christian Harris and Jordan Battle, you know, all starting on defense. Uh, hopefully that won't be the situation next year, but it does seem like every season, Luke, more of these true freshmen play than uh, than people like me and you project.
0: Yeah, every single year. I mean, that's 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 the way it always is, and especially at Alabama. I mean, if you're good enough, you're going to get on the field. Here's a tweet by, I think, a buddy of yours, Randy Kennedy, as yeah. I just continue to mobile. hop around. Oh, man, yeah. love this tweet, and he's gotten a lot of a lot of play from this tweet. Uh, you can follow him at Kennedy underscore Randy. Approximately a year ago, the top two recruits in Oklahoma's class were Jace McClellan and Drew Sanders. The top two recruits in Auburn's class were Quindarius Robinson and Des Moines Kennedy. And the top recruit in USC's class was Bryce Young, all five signed with Alabama. That's, that's a really cool tweet. Now, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you could make the argument that, all of those guys would still be the top recruits in each of those respective classes. And so that's true. Yeah. I mean, Bryce Young for sure. And I think Drew Sanders for sure in Oklahoma. Um, Auburn got Tank Bigsby, who might be ranked a little higher. But other than that, I mean, that's that's a pretty those are pretty big gets. And considering uh, we played Oklahoma last year and they might be a Uh, staple in the playoffs for years to come and we play USC next year and we play Auburn every year, it's a pretty big deal to steal recruits from those guys.
1: Let's hope one year from now just happens to be because I'm a huge fan of the kids' talent. Maybe a year from now we're saying the same thing about Lee Hunter, you know, who's Mm -hmm. committed to Auburn. (laughs) uh, I know I would like to steal him away. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, I doubt. I doubt I think Lee Hunter is more committed to Auburn than Des Moy Kennedy and Q Robinson were. I think I think Des Moy would have been committed to Alabama the whole time had Alabama offered him earlier. It was just a fact is when Kennedy, you know, committed to Auburn, he didn't have an Alabama offer and didn't think he would get one. So that you know, that and and, and, and I think Q uh Q committed Auburn offered him before Alabama did, but Alabama wasn't far behind. And I really think Q ended up making a business decision. I, I, I think Q was fine with Auburn and, and, and wasn't looking to decommit. I just think the more Q considered Alabama and Alabama's track record of developing linebackers, I think, I think Q just kind of made a business decision for himself, and, and, and that's what led to the flip. Lee Hunter, uh, he has a lot of options and, and at one point was leaning to Georgia But uh, he is a natural Auburn fan. His coach at Blunt High School has a son who's a walk-on on on the team at Auburn. Uh, I think he was pushed to Auburn, and I think he likes Auburn. And I think, you know, I I don't think being a fan has much to do with recruiting as some people who follow recruiting think it is. But it, it can have an effect, and I think to some extent Lee Hunter is a fan of Auburn. And uh, I, I don't think he's going to switch, not to Alabama. That, that would surprise me. Now, here's the one thing that could change: what if his position coach at Auburn leaves? What if Gus Malzahn is not the coach next December? And 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 at Auburn, you can never rule craziness out. I mean, you can never. We we can't say for certain that 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 going into signing day in 2020 in December that Gus is still going to be there. So, uh, all that said, you know that could lead to a flip, but. Odds are, uh, we had a better chance of flipping uh, Q and Demo Kennedy than uh, than we would of, of Lee Hunter. Yeah, and that's you know,
0: look, you hate to miss out on defensive tackle, especially in the state, but sometimes you're just going to, and Auburn's going to uh, sign their fair share, and so it's know, a got pretty to get good one in Birmingham.
1: Of- you you have never seen Ramsey play, have you? In your in your travel, I haven't
0: seen him play, but I know who you're talking
1: about. Tim Keenan junior defensive tackle. He's actually quite similar to Lee Hunter. Uh, straight up between the two of them, i take Hunter. But that doesn't mean that Keenan isn't a, a high-level SEC prospect. I, and, and and to my knowledge, my limit, because there's a limited knowledge, I'm just now dipping my, my feet into the 2021 waters. Uh, I think Tim Keenan uh, is an Alabama guy. Uh, I don't think he has an Alabama offer or a committable offer yet. Uh, And he probably has to lose a little weight, but, uh, but a good player. I I think he's a guy that we're probably going to end up ranking in the top 10 to top 15. You know, Uh, I also believe that Ramsey has a linebacker that might be an even better prospect than Tim Keenan. Um, But again, we're going to, we're going to really jump into 2021 and next February. That's when we're going to, we will have more, Coverage of the 2021 recruiting cycle than uh, anybody out there starting in February. Totally agree there. Um,
0: going to basketball for a second. Uh, Alabama gets the win, scores over 100 points against Samford. They probably should have. I mean, the way they were shooting at first, you thought they were going to score 130, but uh, they did freak out, as somebody so succinctly put it on Crimson Country Club when they faced the full court press. And they just – we don't have any ball handlers. And right now I'm going to include Kyra Lewis on that list because he had some of those turnovers, and they were just frankly quite ugly. Um, Herbert Jones, who I just – I love as a person, um, he – it seems like he's forgotten basketball right now. I mean, he he missed a dunk. He missed a couple of layups. I mean, all in – within a span of about five minutes. I mean, it was shocking to see – It's just like he's lacking so much confidence right now. Yeah, his dribbling is is not good. Yeah, that's it. Um, And you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how to fix this with our injury situation. Uh, Our schedule gets no easier. We play a Belmont team that is, you know, they're 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 great shooters. They always are. And then we play Richmond, who is very very good. good. Oh God, they're good. And. That's going to be a tough, tough game for us to win. In fact, ESPN's predictor has Richmond winning that game, even though it's in Tuscaloosa. And then we start out at Florida. You know, we got Kentucky early, yeah, I, Auburn early. I, I, I mean, it's,
1: yeah, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, Richmond's good for people that don't follow college basketball every single day. Uh, you need to know this because it, 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 it sounds like, yeah, Richmond, how, the Spiders, how good could they be? Well, they're this good. If the NCAA tournament was this week, Richmond would be like, not just in the NCAA tournament, they would be a four or a five seed. Agreed. A four or a five. They're they're not like a, a, a an at large group of five, wherever you mid major, however you want to put it. Richmond would be a four or five seed. I could swear to you, they would be no worse than a six. No, I totally so, agree. That's a that's a good team. But uh, heck, let's uh let's worry about Belmont with our group. We got to worry about all of them. But you know, one thing. If we were a little negative about, about the basketball last night, some of it was timing. We happened to be recording during a 10-minute stretch of the game where everything went wrong. That That's when we were recording and, and, and both having our TVs on in the background where we could see the team just sort of collapsing uh we we recorded right in the middle of the worst stretch. Even Nate Oates, when the game was over, Nate Oates said specifically during that stretch of time, Sanford was playing much harder than we were. And and, and Coach Oates was clearly upset with the effort during that stretch of time. And that's when we were recording and and putting this out there. So if it got a little negative, it was just the timing of the game. I think overall, uh, when you score over 100 points, when Petty has 39, when you make 17 three-point shots, which is a school record, There was a lot more good than bad last night, but it was also a great illustration of why why things will never be easy with this team because of the ball handling deficiencies, which lead to the turnovers when you try to play as fast as we do. And I think right now it's still early in the season. We're not even to conference play. I I think Luke, uh, my guess is Kyra and Herb Jones in particular are struggling with the new style of play. And, 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 While it's disappointing, uh, we shouldn't be shocked. We shouldn't be shocked. Um, It's a dramatic change in philosophy, and most of us are football fans first and basketball fans second. I think if it was a football thing and we were changing from Brett Bielema's power game to the Chad Morris spread overnight, we would have a better understanding of why Kyra and, and Herb are struggling with this. It it's just such a dramatic change in style that uh I think they're both they're both having a rough time with it right now. That doesn't mean that they might not look completely different once let's say February 1st rolls around.
0: Yeah, it's you know, we can only hope and I do hope something clicks with this team a little bit later and you know, maybe the maybe we're not quite so beat up and you know, we do have a I think we play Saturday and then we have about a you know 8 days off until we play Richmond. I mean it would be a good time to get rested up and and let everybody go home for Christmas for a moment and maybe get some good vibes and somebody like a Herb Jones can can get his feet back under him because it just looks like he's he's out there and um he he looks like a guy a, a guy who got called up from the junior varsity to play on the varsity team and in a big game and it's just he's nervous And he's so athletic and so much better than the way he's playing right now. And I I think he'll get there. Um, All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Bama. We will have another one, I hope, tomorrow. Um, You know, this recruiting thing (laughs) just got our schedule all screwed up. But we hope to have another one tomorrow. And we appreciate everybody listening and tweeting. and, And you guys keep it up. Roll
1: Tide, everybody. Thanks for listening. Roll Tide, everybody.